appreciate your time here, by the way. Uh, likewise, I appreciate yeah. you wanting to talk about the show. Like, we, yeah, we man. Make, I'm happy to talk to anybody who wants to talk about the show. Excellent. Well, I do have a few questions for us. So okay. Shall we delve into it? One of the biggest things for me when it comes to Invincible is just the themes involved with the series. So I'm just wondering, like, what were some of the themes that you guys wanted to make sure you engaged in that were kept in mind when it came to season two? Sure. I mean, you know, working in television, I like to always try to have one big idea per season that we keep in the back of our minds. You know, the writers, everybody who's working on the show. And in season one, it was that Mark wanted to become his father. It's like, what if the father you wanted to become turned out to be a terrible person? The person you idolized your entire life turns out to be the worst person in the world. And what, what would that do to you? And how would that change you? So that was kind of the thought for season one. Season two, to me, the kind of logical next theme that we sort of talked about was, okay, you wanted to be your dad your entire life. What if that happens now? You know, you've discovered your dad's a terrible person. What if now you become him? What if you're fated to become him? Right. So and Mark's, you know, Mark, all Mark wanted to do was become his dad. And in season two, now he's terrified that that might come true. So that was kind of the big overarching theme of the season, I would say. Okay. Yeah. It's honestly really good to hear because genuinely the exploration of Mark's character is so important, I think. Of course, he's the main character, so it makes sense. But with that, though, like, were there any other characters back in, like, season one that you guys feel like might have been underserved that you do want to further explore in season two that may not have had the chance that you're excited to do so now? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, like, well, I mean... Not, I, I hope she didn't feel underserved in season one, but obviously we spent a lot of time with Debbie in season two, mm, you know, yeah. with, with Sandra. And also when you have Sandra O, oh, you put Sandra O oh on screen. Got to utilize her. Yes, absolutely. I mean, you know, derelict in my duties if we did not put her on screen as much. But no, she's an incredible character and she's an important character. She was married to Nolan for 20 years. Yeah. Like how could we not show you what that does to a person? Mm -hmm. Um. In their lives, I think we it would be it would seem like the biggest hole in the show if we didn't spend a lot of time with Debbie. And I hope we and we do that. I hope uh, through season two and show you what what that trauma is like. What happens when someone like obviously Mark is you know Nolan was his father. That's terrible. Your father betrays you, kills a you know a thousand people. But like, what about when it's your partner, the person you trusted, the person you had a child with, and that person turns out to be a killer, you know, and an mm -hmm. awful person and lied to you their entire your entire relationship. So that's something we definitely wanted to explore. And then also like even relationships like Mark and Amber, right? Like Mark and Amber are in a very different place in season two. You know, yeah. season one, their entire relationship had was kind of based on lies. Yeah. You know, yeah. the entire time Mark was not telling her the truth from the very start to the very end. Mm -hmm. uh, season two now, all his cards are on the table and she knows everything. So yeah. that puts them in a very different place going forward. So it's that kind of stuff that we want to explore and we want to show you, you know, we, we start only a month after the end of season one. So all this stuff is like picking up almost right where we left off. I still imagine it's quite fresh for Mark and that, you know, like Amber's going to hopefully be quite the pillar of support. We'll see. Right. Yeah. No, it has to be. I mean, like, I got, like, imagine if this happened to you, like, like it takes people way more time than a month to get over smaller things in the real world. Yeah. So yeah, I think Mark and Amber, well, all of our characters, Debbie and Mark especially, they are going to be dealing with the repercussions of season one for multiple seasons going forwards. Yeah. And was it with season one, though, we, of course, had Omni-Man, J.K. Simmons being our villain, which is just 
top tier like it's hard to follow up with that but with season two we're now we're now getting angstrom levy voiced by the one and only surly king brown which is absolutely fantastic i love that man so i'm just wondering like what did you guys see in him what do you think he's going to bring to the table that fans should be excited about because angstrom from what i remember in the comics was quite the intriguing character has a very fascinating Mm. look as well but with the gravitas of Sterling's voice, what do you think he's going to add to it? Well, you know, well, obviously we cast him because it's both like J.K. Simmons, Sterling, K. Brown. We were looking for someone with a K middle name, obviously. <laughs> right. No, um, I can't wait for our audience to see what Sterling brings to the character. Uh, we obviously, Robert and I, we loved Sterling K. Brown, obviously, before we cast him. Um, we just thought he would be the perfect actor to bring uh angstrom to life uh brought him in talked to him about the character and then he just jumped in with both feet and just gave us something incredible and obviously you know uh i don't want to spoil too much uh you get a good taste of him in the first four episodes uh maybe you'll get more i don't know maybe not who knows (laughs) um but like uh all i can say is like when you have an actor like sterling k brown uh you put him on screen so No, yeah. I'm really glad to hear that. That man's just, he's just always able to draw you in without doing too much at the same time. It's fantastic. It's incredible, yeah. Yeah. Um, was it? So from what I saw the trailers, we are getting hints of a multiverse story, right? Mm-hmm. And with that, like we're seeing a lot of multiverse stories right now in our current day media. So I'm just wondering, what's the little invincible isms are you guys adding to a multiverse story that separates you guys from every other stories that we're that we are seeing right now in sure. the media yeah i would say there's two things one is that you know invincible like robert i mean the comic books now are just celebrating their 20th anniversary yeah so robert's multiverse in the comics was 15 years ago so he was ahead of a lot of people in this way uh so we are definitely not hopping on the bandwagon here no, definitely not um, you know, uh, and also it's, it, it, there was no point where we were like, oh, we need to do our multiverse. I like that conversation never happened. Uh, it was more about, you know, we have this character, Angstrom Levy, who just happens to have interdimensional powers. Exactly. Uh, let's focus on the character. Let's focus on him and his plan. So I'd like to think that our stuff is more character-based. You know, okay. like I would never call season two, like the Invinciverse. Like it's right. not... We're not that. And by the way, I love those movies. I love Spider-Verse. Same. I thought it was great. The Flash movie was pretty great. You know, mm. Doctor Strange, like Marvel does it. All Everything that stuff everywhere all at once. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. We could talk forever <laughs> about that film. I think that film was probably the top tier exactly. multiverse movie. Um, but that's not us. We're not doing, we're not giving you a multiverse season. In fact, mm-hmm. you know, we're giving you a character who has superpowers that just happen to be multiverse adjacent. Yes. No. And that's I where we that. start yeah that's perfect uh was it so like with how well received season one was because i remember when invincible was coming out and people were just like oh my god this is like one of the best superhero pieces of media that has been coming out since despite with all the boom of superhero media in general um what were the difficulties i guess with season two with such high expectations being set with all the eyes now on season two because you guys did take a while to develop this season right yeah i mean I, we just want to you know i i feel like there's uh we make a deal uh, as people who make a television with our audience and our audience is going to give us an hour of their time 
And right. we want to give you, we want to make sure that hour is well spent because you could be doing a hundred other things. You could be going for a walk. You could be playing with your kids. You could be reading a book. You could be watching a different show. Uh, and I want to, I think my responsibility and our responsibility as the, as the crew of the show is to give you a great hour, give you an hour that, that, that at the end of it, you're like, wow. And you might think about that hour for the next couple of days, hopefully, if we've done our job right. And it's not going to be something that you just like watch and then you turn off and you forget about. Mm -hmm. So part of, so that's the expectation. I, I, you know, we felt that way in season one as well, but, and that means like really trying to execute at the highest level in terms of our scripts, our story, our characters, the emotion we're trying to make you feel. Right. And then like the actors and the music and, you know, the visuals and the direction. So that's, you know, we don't take, I don't take it. I don't take our audience for granted. Um, because again, they could in two seconds, they could stop our show and watch, watch another great show. And there's lots mm -hmm. of great television out there. So that's, that's the weight, I guess, of making television nowadays is that I want to, I want you to feel that you spent a great hour with us and that right. it wasn't a wasted hour, uh, and that you're going to come back and you want to do it again. So that's, that's the weight of the, the success of the first season, I guess I would say. Okay. Yeah, no, that's honestly really nice to hear, to say the least. It's because, yeah, no, just as fans, like, it's nice to feel that the producers and all that, like, you want to make sure, like, your time is well spent, I feel. And yeah. you could be doing a hundred other things and you're choosing to spend it with us. Well, then mm -hmm. I'm going to, I want to make that your best, the best hour I can make for you. Mm -hmm. No, and I thank you guys for that. And once again, I thank you for your time here today talking to me about Invincible Season 2. Uh, I'm excited for everyone to see what I've seen so far. It's very hype worthy. And yeah, I hope you have a great rest of your day, Sadie. Great. Well, and, and thank you, Jonathan. I appreciate you also. Just like anyone who cares about the show, who writes about the show or talks about the show, uh, makes me feel great. And it's, you know, so thank you so much because you let us, you help us get to do more of what we mm -hmm. love doing. So we appreciate oh, thank that. Thank you.